And I and I do miss the the weather in Houston around this time too. Not the really cold weather, but the seventy degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, winter is actually the you know among the part of the best times in Houston. Hello, welcome to our podcast. I'm Claire, and I'm Mari, and I'm Cecil. And together, we are the hosts of the Yellow Ranger Fan Club. A special episode about being Asian and dorky. <laughs> So today we have Cecil Fong of the OCA, the Houston chapter joining us. Recently, we've been dealing uh, ongoing reckoning of a lot of anti-Asian um, attacks. And so we're going to talk a little bit about advocacy and learning from Cecil. Yes. <laughs> sure, I'll try. <laughs> so... Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I, I came over uh, to the United States from Taiwan as a teenager. So, and I attended high school here in Houston. And then after graduation, I stayed in Houston area. I went to uh, Rice University where I obtained both uh, a master and bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. And I stay here and Basically, went to work for um, in the oil and gas industry, mostly for Shell Oil, and I was there for about thirty-four years uh, before I retired uh, about uh, ten years ago. And I've been active in uh, a lot of uh, volunteer uh, organizations since then, and including OCA, Creative Houston. Awesome. So you were active in the OCA before you officially joined or yes yes i was uh, actually i was uh active in uh in uh, oca maybe about 10 years before i retire oh that's fantastic yeah 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 and, and it's and it's uh yeah it's actually uh well i was yeah i was gonna say actually you know i didn't really get um that closely involved with the asian american civil rights you know area until maybe midway through my career you know in, uh, in shell so my uh, you know because my you know you know growing up and coming to high school here you know it's uh you know i didn't really you know, experience any um i would say overt racism you know except for the common stereotypes of you know, Asians, you know, that, you know, you know, Kung Fu and such things like that. And so it's really more curiosity about where I came from, Taiwan and Vietnam, where I stayed a year before I came over to the States. So and I really found, you know, Americans, Houstonians in particular, very friendly, you know, very welcoming to new immigrants and myself. So I had a very positive experience in high school, you know, and college. And I lived on campus all, all my five years there and met a lot of people from all over the world and including many foreign students, you know, from Taiwan and Hong Kong where I became very close to. So, and I, I did serve as the president of the Chinese Student Association on campus. But, you know, our purpose was really mainly social. It wasn't uh, really any uh, social uh, social justice uh, issues at the time that 
the Vietnam War was just ending when I was in college. So so it was kind of quiet, I guess, uh, uh, during Mm -hmm. at that time. So, but um, I really didn't really pay much attention to the uh, Asian American causes until. I was kind of about midway, I would say midway through my career in uh, Michelle, you know, where I was serving as president of the, uh, the Shell Asian American Employee Network in the time and noticed that we had 12%, you know, Asian Americans, the entry levels, you know, which is about twice the population average, you know, which is great, you know, but then I noticed the, uh, the percent, percentage gradually decrease, you know, as we go up the ladder. And and until it's down to about only about two or three percent in the in the senior exec levels who are Asian Americans. So yeah, so I started asking some questions about you know why you know why that is, and, and I found out that the most American most Asian Americans are on you know what we call the technical track. You know, so they tend to bump up against the ceiling. You know, in the you know technical roles and. In order to move up further, you pretty much have to switch to the management track. And not many Asian Americans did uh, for whatever reason. It may be that a lot of us are not interested, you know, in the management track, but it also could be that we weren't given the opportunity. So I, I shared that concern, you know, with, you know, with the president of our U.S. operations at the time. And, and he was very supportive, you know, and turned out to be a great ally. For uh, for the Al Shell Asian American group, you know he, you know not only Asian Americans, but he thought you know no other minorities of color may not be given equal chance to succeed in the company as well. So we're missing the opportunity there to maximize the potential in all the employees of color, including Asian Americans. So. We basically came up with you know, a two-part approach to address the issue. You know, the Asian American Network, and we will we can provide mentoring and leadership training opportunities for our members, and so that when they do get promoted, you know they will have the requisite skills and capacity to succeed. The HR will also add a director, you know, to to include at least one candidate of color whenever promotions into a senior level are considered. So. So that so that was a you know that was a um, I think win win outcome for the Asian American employees and for you know the company as a whole I think and so that was that was kind of a you know my initial foray into Asian American issues but it also made me I guess you know realize how important. To be personally engaged, you know, any issues that were interesting, you know, unless I'm willing to do something about it, then you know nothing really would get done. And but furthermore, you know, also since I was only uh, I was the kind of the point man for this, you know, for about a year or two when I was president of the Shell Asian Group, I also had to make sure that there are others who can take my place when I leave, so that. Any progress we make, you know, can can get sustained, and so it's 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 just so important that we we make sure we have capable leaders in the pipeline, 
so that we continue to ensure you know diverse inclusion issues are uh, are addressed. You know, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a continuous battle to make sure that we are represented. You know, in in all walks of life and all all the levels of the uh, companies and and governments and so forth. Yeah. Well, that's really, really incredible story. And thank you so much for um, for really promoting diversity and allyship within Shell, which is, you know, a huge company. Your first foray into Asian American activism was incredibly impactful. Also, yay, Rice. I'm also a Rice alum. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, when did you graduate? I graduated 2011. Oh, all right. What college were you in? Okay, Will Rice. Well, I know when I was there, actually, there was still, uh, was still, uh, it's not co-ed yet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Shortly after I left, I think that's when they started turning the colleges into co-ed. But yeah, it's changed quite a bit, you know, it was uh, since since uh, I left anyway. It's a lot more, uh, well, I'm sure when you were there, it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of new buildings already you know, on campus and a lot more, a lot more students also. You know, I remember it was only about maybe only 50, you know, Asian American students, including foreign students on campus. Wow. You know, so very small (laughs) compared to nowadays, you know. Yeah. And when did you graduate? 1975. Did you um, ever participate in beer bike? No, I don't know. I no, I never, uh, never did. I watched it. You know, it seems like you know, we, we, every year it was a you know big event. You know, so I, I watched it every year, but but uh, I never participated myself. My way, when we were, when we had it, we actually we used beer. You know, everybody chuck beer. <laughs> you know, water like nowadays, you know. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't let. They don't let undergrads chug beer anymore for beer bike. <laughs> my my roommate actually, you know, is my sweet mate actually. He's a he's he participated. He's a chugger, you know. So, <laughs> you know, you know, he was telling you know he was he was he was telling me how he can you know you know hold his uh, whatever you know hold his. You have to hold your breath. Hold your breath, and now how do you open your throat? You know, all your you know to make sure you goes down. You know, so you don't go down. Straight, it doesn't. You don't have to keep keep uh, sucking it. You know, there's a technique, right, mm-hmm. where you have to uh, pin the like, basically collapse the can, and then you have most of it drop out of the can, so you're not, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to keep swallowing it. You know, you don't fly straight down. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely a technique to chugging. You know? I, I, I didn't know. You know, so. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I got to Rice. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I guess it's unique to Rice culture, I guess. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I, I really had a, I had a, you know, I really had a great time at, at Rice. You know, it was a small campus. You know, you got to know everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was, a, it was really uh enjoyable experience, you know, with the, with the, with the students as well as the, the campus and and the studies, you know. So, 
I'm glad I was there, you know, with the with the residential colleges, you know, where you really stay there and have a full experience. Yeah, I definitely do miss those days. So you went into, um, you know, your first foray was kind of through work, right? Your activism was through work. Um, so what drew you to the OCA? Well, you know, OCA, is, of course, is the, one of the oldest Asian American civil rights organizations in the nation, you know, so you know, its mission is to advance, you know, social justice, you know, political and economic well-being of all Asian Americans. And, you know, and, and I like the fact, uh, you know, also like the fact we have, you know, three focus areas. You know, the social advocacy area, we also have a, you know, very strong leadership development uh, area to build future leaders. And, you know, of course, cultural enrichment is also a very important one too, I think, you know, to make sure we uh, we have the uh, Asian American the films and arts uh, festivals and so forth to showcase our talent there. But you know, and then and of course, you know, in the in the Houston chapter, you know, we we are uh, we pay special attention to you know those who are less fortunate and and maybe less economically well off. You know, so the segment of the population, you know, who are different. You know, like the LGBTQ community, for example. You know, so, and, and I, I like, you know, I like the fact we are, you know, we, we focus on the, you know, underserved, and and you know, these both of these communities tend to be, you know, ignored and often even discriminated against by our own people. You know, so, and I just felt like we, you know, this is, you know, this is what I really wanted to make sure that that we are champions of the. The un- underserved, you know, the community in in, in in our population. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You kind of balance both your technical career, right, with um, with advocacy. And how how was that for you? And how how did you make that um, how did you make that work? At that point in time, and you know the. So I think the timing was uh, was right, you know, and uh, you know the of course the first part of my career, and then at the at the I was spending time building my career, you know, and and uh, rising up, you know, in the company, and also you know I have a you know the young family at the time to raise the kids, you know, and so it's really. Um, yeah, but you know, it's only you know like when I become more comfortable in my career and when I sort of reach a certain level, when I uh, felt I can afford to spend more time and you know, outside uh, extracurricular activities, you know, that's when I start you know doing a little more uh, beyond you know my technical career. And you know, and then you know, also at that time, you know, then the kids also they they older, you know, they're going to school, so requiring less attention, you know. So kind of a you know, just kind of a it so happened, you know, at the time of my life where I could allocate out a little more time, uh, into the to the broader. Uh, community, and and then I, I was glad to 
you know, uh, to be able to do that because I really, I think it really helped, kind of help, you know, my, uh, my, uh, my career as well, you know, that I developed more, you know, the broad exposure, more people skills, you know, which I need uh, in my career also. So it's really, in a way, it's kind of a uh, win-win, you know, uh, situation for me to, 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 uh, to go into the more the, uh, the social service, social justice area. Yeah, and I think that's a really great point, right, is that activism and social justice work is cyclical, and there's, you know, there's no, like, set time where you have to do it, but it's a continual thing, and it's various rates. I don't know if that's the right word to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, really, yes, I think so. It's, it's whatever, you know, whatever you do in, in life, you know, you, you, you pick up skills, you know, and it's all, it all comes around to help you at the end. You know, you become a better person, more well-rounded person, and more knowledgeable, you know, and, you know, and you're, you're, you're uh, do better work because of it, you know, whatever, whether it's nonprofit or professional work. And you, know, mm-hmm. you know you are, you have build better relationships with other people, you know. So I think it all goes hand in hand, like you say. All of this discussion sort of leads into um, one of the questions that we had, which was, I don't know if you've discussed this already, but how has Asian and Asian American activism changed over the years since you have been? Um, such a force in the Asian American community and making such big impacts. I mean, through your professional life and through OCA and. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's changed a, a lot, you know, for the better, you know, in, in recent years, you know, so, and, uh, you know, the, you know, when I was uh, younger, you know, there's really not that much uh, focus on, the social justice issues, and and it's not until I think, you know, I was kind of the you know the, one of the few, you know, actually, you know, the, that's really trying to do something uh, area. Mm-hmm. But but you know, but I've you know but I've seen you know the younger generation have become definitely more engaged, more willing to get involved. If you see something, you know, unfair or just, and you know, and which is, you know, which is great, it's really great, mm-hmm. you know. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what I want to see, you know. Unless we can get the the the, the people involved, you know, we we'll remain an invisible minority, you know. So it's so important that we see more faces, role models in all the fields. And you know, and then this, you know, you know, this last year, especially, you know, it's, you know, we had three Asian Americans running for U.S. president, mm-hmm. unheard of, and we now we have a South Asian Asian American, South Asian women as a VP. Mm-hmm. We made tremendous progress, you know, over the years. You know, so and it's just it's just so glad to see, and we're so glad to see, you know, we have more and more role models. 
know, for Asian Americans. And, and they showcase, you know, as leaders of America and, and, and not just, you know, uh, the stereotypical roles of, you know, technicians, you know, or engineers. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really important to see yourself represented on, um, you know, on the national and local level for role models. I think especially for Asian American communities, because for so long, we've, I feel like we've been very silent or not as visible. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's you know it's you know it's it's uh you know we have we have to make sure we are at the table, you know, and we 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 uh we come and then we also showcase ourselves as leaders in all levels, you know, government and and, and private, you know, academic, and as, as a uh, leaders of mainstream in America, you know. So I think just. That's just so important to make sure that we are visible and, and, and showcase our talents there. For sure. When you talked about, you know, leadership, right, and, and being a, f- a seat at the table, um, there's a lot of work about intersectionalism and working with other um, minority groups, right? So what are concrete ways that you've seen for everyone to be better allies uh well yeah i think we need you know we need to uh you know make sure you know that uh you know that's probably like uh you know several areas that we need to kind of take a look at you know within our own community you know and then we need to uh we need to make sure that you know we need to kind of educate our own community you know to make sure we you know we speak out you know, you know, anytime we see any, you know, injustices or uh, issues, and, and not just let it go like we often tend to do, you know, and, and make sure we report any issues and bring attention to them in the media, you know, including social media, and, and, and you know, and in cases of, you know, these, you know, increase of, Hate crime, for example, recently, we should also seek ways to intervene, you know, safely, you know, if possible. You know, there are these kind of, you know, part of the, the four Ds or safe intervention, which is what distract, delegate, delay, or direct, you know, whatever works, you know, but <clears throat> I think it's important to we, we, we be proactive and, and intervene safely, you know, whenever we can. I think definitely within in our community that we need to kind of uh, make sure that we we always speak out uh, and take action, and, and and also you know respect to law enforcement. You know, we need to also educate, especially uh, maybe the newer immigrants. You know, to trust the law enforcement. You know, as our partners. You know, and 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 provide help. You know, with the uh, with police to to solve any any hate crime or other cases, you know, and bring the perpetrators to to justice. So, cooperation with the, the collaboration of law enforcement, you know, is another key. And and of course, you know, with other communities of color, you know, we should always, you know, 
I think, emphasize and, and show support, you know, in cases of uh, injustice in, in, in their communities, you know, like we did with the George Floyd case. And, you know, I know there's, you know, there's, you know, there's still an element of distrust of the Asian American, African, African Americans, actually, you know, especially by our seniors and new immigrants. Uh, but we need to kind of, you know, facilitate internal dialogue to bridge the gap and break down these barriers uh, between our communities and, and others. So that's uh, that's another thing that we can work on. And, and as far as the mainstream community, you know, we, we, we definitely need to make sure that we are, they are aware of the uh, potential injustices you know, against our community. And, and you know, it's it's all about building allies, you know, like you said, uh, for our community, so that they will be supportive of causes, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, you know, and like the, you know, I was glad to see that for the you know for the George Floyd case, you know, many other groups, you know, other communities came on support of the African American community, and that's the way it should be, you know, we should find ways to unite and see how we can be allies of each other and help each other going mm-hmm. forward. And that's, uh, America is so diverse, you know, it has so many different uh, populations and, uh, and, and sec- sectionalities. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of work to kind of, Try to see all the differences and appreciate the differences and, and work together. But, but that's the that's the only way we have going forward to make sure that we are we are all Americans. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully put. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, you know I mean you know, and I you know it's also I guess you know for the uh, I was thinking for the for the Asian Americans ourselves you know our community we are so diverse too ourselves you know so and it's you know we have a lot of engineers and scientists you know from india from china but we also have a lot of refugees you know from southeast asia you know they all have very different needs you know and and we have differences between the 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 first generation immigrants versus their children you know on how they see things, you know. Uh, you know, many, many, many Asian Americans are very well to do. They have good jobs, and you know, and they're a good place, you know, you can economic ladder. But but we are, we don't see the you know the workers in Chinatown, you know, who work for minimum wage and maybe barely getting by. You know, so I think it's it's. Uh, I mean, the point is, we just have to, as a group, you know, we have to make sure we pay attention to the diversity within our group mm-hmm. and make sure we address, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's needs, you know, and not just and not just a certain segment, and 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 including, you know, including politically, you know. So I know the, you know, in this last election, I know a lot of most Asian Americans. Vote a Democrat, you know, but but there's a significant minority, you know, who are strong 
Republicans, you know, and Trump supporters as well. You know, so we 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 uh, we need to be. I think we need to be inclusive of all both sides. You know, and so that we have, you know, we have power. You know, we have a place at the table in both parties, and and I think that's uh, that's a democratic way. Uh, we we not just be inclusive of you know physical differences. You know we need to be inclusive of of uh, differences in thought. You know and idea as well, and it's just kind of messy. You know it's it, it can be messy for sure. You know, but I think the only. You know, but only by active engaging everybody and get everybody to kind of talk about it and have good dialogues instead of just kind of uh, ignoring them. And that's really the only way to kind of bring, you know, bring our own community together too, you know, to make sure that we are, we are serving our community, all the differences, you know, as well. Yeah. I think that was really, really eloquently put. So thank you, Cecil. And and I think you speak to something so important, right? Which is that as Asian Americans, we have such a huge variety and um, different, you know, needs that there needs to be understanding and inclusion on all level from socioeconomic to different political um, beliefs in order to move forward together um, and Build a, you know, better future. <laughs> yeah, well, united, you know, united America. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are some resources that you have used over the years to learn about social justice issues and um, community activism? Uh, well, of course, you know the OCA and other. AAPI civil rights organizations, you know, they are great resources, you know, on, on in this area, and because uh, I'm, I'm also glad to find a lot of uh, news about AAPI issues, you know, in the mainstream media nowadays, you know, which is great, and I see more, more uh, AAPI, uh, you know, uh, actor actresses and and. And others speaking out about the issues, you know, and sport, you know, Jeremy Lin recently, you know, in the sports, you know, that I think that's, uh, you know, it's great to see that uh, we are getting, you know, getting uh, uh, more and more visible, you know, in, in the mainstream media. And, um, you know, of course, you know, the social media is so important too. You know, that's a so important a platform to build and galvanize support, you know, for the AAPI causes, you know. So, I mean, so we see more and more resources available and, and, and which is, I think, very timely, you know, to kind of help us forward in, in this cause. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So thank you, Cecil, for that. And yes, OCA and other uh, organizations out there are fantastic resources, as well as reminding us that yes, social media 
could be a good place as well. As we wrap up this conversation, do you have any facts or history that you would like to share with us today? No, I don't know if I have any uh, uh, fun facts. You know, I, I was, I was, you know, actually in terms of uh, you know Asian American history, you know, that's I just you know really what disturbs me is the you know the history about the the Chinese Exclusion Act, you know, and the Japanese internment. You know, it's a uh, part of the U.S. history where. You know, you know, the Chinese Americans were excluded from becoming U.S. citizens for more than sixty years, and but you know, but not many Americans you know, really know about it. And you know, Chinese workers were basically treated as slaves back then. You know, but uh, we know about African American slaves, but you know, well, we don't know about the Chinese uh, workers. You know, so and these are, I think, these are. You know, periods of infamy I see in U.S. history, which I hope we can learn from, especially now with the increased tension to the Asian Americans. But but fact is, I think you know, the Asian Americans are you know relatively newcomers to this country. You know, about two thirds of Asian Americans are you know first generation. So I think it's going to take you know it's, it's going to take a another maybe generation or two for for us to kind of shake the perpetual foreigner stereotype. But you know, I'm optimistic, you know, we'll get there, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll set you know, our place, you know, in the U.S. history, you know, going forward. And, you know, and, and we did have a, you know, I don't, you know, I do want to mention that, you know, the, the, the you know the the workers you know for the for the Chinese Continental Railroad and mostly Chinese you know so that I think that is a that was a proud moment for for Chinese uh, Americans to contribute you know to the uh, important part of American history and and I was I was actually I was at the uh, Pomeroy Point you know a couple of years ago for the to kind of commemorate the 150th anniversary of the completion of Chinese Continental Railroad, and and uh, for the very first time, they, they recognize the contribution of Chinese workers to the completion to the completion of the Chinese Continental Railroad. That that was a you know a proud moment you know for I think for Chinese and Asian Americans. And to all the you know, all many descendants of the of the Chinese workers there, and it, it, it really was. Uh, I talked to some of them, and it was really kind of a point of closure for 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 a lot of them, and to be proud of their ancestors, and to bring us to where we are now. You know, so so we you know we I think we we, we have uh, you know contribute definitely you know to the. Yeah, history to date, you know, but you know, more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a, it's you know, it's a very uplifting message and a very hopeful one, I think. Right, I remember learning about um, the Transcontinental Railroad um, as a kid in school, and I just remember seeing that picture. And the first thing that a lot of kids were just like, "But 
we just learned about the Chinese contribution. Where were they in the final pictures? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You know, that's, that's you know, that's example. You know how, you know how we were kind of forgotten. You know, ignored. You know, basically in the U.S. history, and that that was very disturbing <laughs> picture. I guess to, to say the least, did not include any Chinese in there. So, mm-hmm. but you know, so. We just, we had to move forward. I think we just had to move forward, and it's just and, and remember the le- past lessons and use that as our guide toward the future. That was fantastic, and was a lot of really great information, and it was really great history. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we need to know these things, and we should know these things. Mm-hmm. By the way, I am, you know, I am very. Uh, optimistic you know about the future uh despite the you know the all the recent you know increase in polarization in our country you know i think you know compared to other countries and including like say taiwan or china and other asian countries too and i think americans are still the most accepting of the people you know that uh, that i have experience with you know and i think because america is a nation immigrants you know and and they like they know what it's like to be excluded, you know. And so, by nature, they wouldn't give everybody a fair shake and and and, and treat everybody equally. And you know, it's, you know, in in history, as America has been a land of opportunity for everyone, and I think it continue to be, you know, even for the new immigrants coming in in the future. I I, I still think it's the you know, best country in the world, and I have great faith. You know, fellow Americans to make this place uh, continue to make this place a better place to to live and work while the future you know, for for you guys. You know, so I love that. That's fantastic and optimistic. Yeah, I, 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 warm fuzzies. I, no, I think so. I, I I really believe that. You know, so okay, yeah, I think that was fantastic. I don't I don't think we can top that landing on an optimistic, more optimistic note. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mostly thank you very, very much for contributing and for taking the time to speak with us and let us pick your brain. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, my pleasure. You know, it's, it's great. It's, 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 I mean, I, I enjoy talking about, you know, these, these things, you know, and, you know, I think it's, uh, it is kind of a bring, bring some perspective, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and they, it's make, you know, I think maybe make myself feel good, you know, about now where mm-hmm. we came from and you know where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Okay, and your passion. <laughs> no problems. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the meeting. Please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram as Yellow Ranger Fan Club, Facebook and Twitter as YRFC Podcast. Email us your thoughts and feelings at yellowrangerfanclub at gmail.com. Finally, rate and subscribe so you can keep up to date or let you know about new episodes before we tell our mom. Thanks for hanging out. And thank you so much, Cecil, for sharing your wisdom and your insight. Cheers.